0: morning. Um, we are going to do something a little different. I forgot to change the sermon title before they, the bulletins are printed. But since the beginning of the year, um, we have been taking one Sunday a month to teach and lead a spiritual practice in lieu of the sermon. So, so far we've covered the prayer of examine, um, the instructed Eucharist, um, embodied meditation, And when we preach, you know, usually it's, you know, we're talking up here and you listen and take in what we're saying. Um, And on these particular Sundays, once a month, we're asking you to exercise a different muscle when we gather here. So spiritual practices um, help us to slow down and to settle down and connect to our longing for God and God's longing for us these practices open us up to the transforming presence of Christ and that mysterious working of God's grace where we are not striving, but we're just intentionally lifting our hearts and our minds to God. So this morning, I'm gonna lead us in an ancient spiritual practice called Lectio Divina. Now, for some of you, I know that this is very familiar practice. And for others of you, this might be like completely brand new. So Lectio Divina uh, literally means sacred reading or divine reading. And it's been likened to the difference between reading a textbook and reading a love letter. So one is reading for information and the other is reading for relationship. And it's in the context of relationship that that's the place of transformation in our lives. And this reading for relationship, it touches on the longing that we have for God. And to hear that word from god that is personal and intimate to us and what it does is instead of of using our intellects to try and understand it's opening us up to god's initiative and allowing god's word to read us if you will so rather than kind of rushing through reading the text or kind of words going in one ear and out the other we stay in a posture of listening when we're contemplating these words that are being spoken, it's meaning for our lives and our relationship with God. And it involves two things that are very difficult for modern people, silence and repetition. Right? Silence because, you know, we're just, our minds are always going so full of noise. Repetition, like we get bored really easily we want some notoriety. Some of you are going to wish you didn't come to church this morning. <laughs> Let's just be honest. <laughs> You're wondering how you can sneak out the back door. Um, but what we're going to do is we're going to take a short passage of, this short passage of Scripture, our gospel reading, and we're going to read it four times. Um, not the entirety, because it's long, but just the second half of our gospel reading. And each time we're going to listen to it from a different angle with one minute of silence in between. Now, if you're not used to practicing silence, that one minute is gonna feel like an eternity. Um, And it's tough uh, because we're not used to not having noise. But in this silence, we're simply just being, listening and receiving this word that's been given. So there's no pressure here for there to be this incredible insight, spiritual insight. Um, But imagine the picture of like an infant resting on their parents' chest just resting in God's word and so if in this this minute of silence your mind begins to wander you know just gently bring it back you know don't get frustrated with yourself and maybe there's a simple word or a phrase that as your mind wanders you bring it back so it could be something like come or like come Lord come Holy Spirit maybe it's even the words to that song that we just sang speak Lord your servant is listening so we're going to focus on the second half of john uh, 21. so i'm going to invite you now to put down your bulletins and just to get comfortable um, put your feet flat on the ground both feet on the ground and sit up straight you don't have to be rigid but just engaged alert you can keep your eyes open or closed, if you like. And let's begin just by breathing deeply. Just breathe in God's love and presence that is here with us right now, God's light. And as you exhale, just to let go of worry, fear, the anxiety that you're feeling, And remember that when Jesus appeared to his disciples after the resurrection, he breathed on his disciples. And he said, receive the Holy Spirit. That's what we're gonna do right now. Just invite and welcome the Holy Spirit into this time. You know, and if you can, just even imagine Jesus breathing his Spirit on us. Just breathe, breathe in that spirit, the wind, the breath of life that recreates us. And as you breathe out, just let go of just resistance in your heart, negativity, just let your breath be free and easy. It's like the Holy Spirit, free. Remember that right before our passage, the last time Peter saw Jesus was right after he denied him. In Luke's Gospel, it says that the rooster crowed and the Lord turned and looked at Peter. And Peter remembered the word that Jesus had spoken to him. Before the rooster crows today, you will deny me three times.
1: And he went outside
0: and wept bitterly. Imagine what that moment must have been like. Imagine that look that passed between them. Imagine the love and the heartbreak, maybe too the look of guilt and shame from Peter as he wept bitterly. And now imagine here is Jesus, suddenly just standing on the shore, calling out to them like he had so many times in the past. just that familiarity, yet another miraculous catch of fish. And that recognition, it is the Lord, it's the Lord. And here he is, just preparing breakfast for them, such a simple and mundane act, just serving them so like him to do that, gathering them again around food, enjoying this time together. In this first reading, I want you to listen for the word or phrase that sticks out to you, just resonates with you, so don't overthink it or analyze it, but in the silence after the reading, just sit with this word, savoring it, just repeating it without trying to figure out what it means. When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said, you know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, He said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my sheep. Very truly I tell you, when you were younger, you dressed yourself and went where you wanted. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. And he said to him, Follow me. In the second reading, listen for how this word intersects with your life. Ask, what is it in my life? What is happening in me that needed to hear this word today? And again, in the silence, just stay present with whatever it is that comes, rather than thinking about it too hard. If you find your mind wandering, just come back to your breath. Come back to those words, come speak, Lord. When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said, you know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. The third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my sheep. Very truly, I tell you, when you were younger, you dressed yourself and went where you wanted. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and leave you where you do not want to go. Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. Then he said to him, follow me. In this third reading, ask yourself, is there an invitation or a challenge from God for me to respond to in this word? What is my response? Don't edit yourself, but let your prayer flow freely to God in the moments of silence that follow. Maybe you sense a longing deep in there that's just under the surface and maybe there's you know pain or sadness or frustration that you find arising maybe there's something surprising or new or just an, an awareness of God's care for you but whatever your response is just give yourself space for it's full expression in your heart to God. When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said, you know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He answered, yes, Lord In this last reading, we simply rest in God. That image of the infant on their parents' chest after they've been fed and receive what they need, just resting in peace and quiet. So we rest with God and we enjoy God's presence, recognizing that God will give us what we need to faithfully respond to whatever invitation it is that we've heard in this word. When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said, you know that I love you. Jesus said, Feed my lambs. Again Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He answered, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, Take care of my sheep. The third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, Do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said, Feed my sheep. Very truly, I tell you, when you were younger, you dressed yourself and went where you wanted. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands, and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. Then he said to him, Follow me. Thank you for your word that is living and active and sharper than any double edged sword. It's so opening our hearts to you. Thank you for your word that you implant in us. Just pray, even now, God, however we experience this time, God, knowing that your word goes forth and it does not return to you empty but accomplishes what you desire and achieves the purpose for which you sent it. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for restoring us. Thank you that you are a God who, even when we make mistakes, even when we deny you, that you come and you seek us out and you embrace us and you invite us into relationship with you. So, God, may this word that we've meditated on this morning be implanted and bear good fruit to the glory of your name and all of God's people said, Amen.